everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of the Forno Sports Podcast. I'm Matthew Lynch, here along with Christian Lentz, and today we're going to be covering the top 10 ranked MLB players, and if we agree and disagree with them, and each all-star team's starters. So first off with our headlines, we have Yankees signed Brett Gardner to a one-year, $4 million deal. Do you think this is Do you think this is last year? I think it is. I mean, it's time to a one-year old. Um, yeah, I'd probably say it's, like, it's either the last or second to last year. Um, he's been in the league for a minute, a fat minute now. hmm And, uh, I'd probably say it's his last year, especially with the fact that he signed a one-year deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old he is, but I'd say he's definitely on his last couple years. hmm I feel like... If they were going to give him more than one year, it'd probably be right now. So I think this is his last year. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he's a Hall of Famer, honestly. Debatable. I think not first ballot. I think I think if he is though, in the long run, he'll he'll get it. I think. Mm-hmm. Next headline is Eagles released to Sean Jackson. Do you think? Where do you think he'll end up? Do you think he'll not play on a team this year? You think someone's going to pick him up? Um, I really don't know. Honestly, I'd say he could maybe go to the Chiefs. He'd go, honestly, anywhere. Like, yeah, I think he'd be good for a lot of teams if he's healthy. When he's healthy, he's, he's very like explosive no. receivers. Like, he's just a speedster. Mm-hmm. So he's just a deep threat, and he could really help out a team. Maybe on, like, a one-year deal yeah. or something like that. But, uh, you he's know. He's extremely injury-prone, and... That's the only thing that would make me do a second look at it. But, like, otherwise, he's a good producer of offense, so. Yeah, I believe, yeah. Still, I believe he's still has some in the tank. He just needs to stay healthy, like you said. Mm. Next, NCAA allows 25% capacity at March Madness, which is good. Glad to see that. I don't want to be deserted. Packers release Christian, Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner. What do you think this means for the J.J. Watt situation? I believe this is them freeing up cap space to get him. I, I believe they'll release Preston Smith later on. They're trying to release cap space, and they need J.J. Watt for their defense. What do you think it means for the situation? Um, I don't really know if the Packers are still going to be over the cap or not. I think they'll be slightly over still. Mm-hmm. Um, they might need to release like one or two more players to get yeah. him, um, you know. But I think it's good moves by the Packers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is putting them closer and closer to being the favorites to getting JJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And Christian Kirksey was also very injury prone, and Rick Wagner just wasn't good. I mean, yeah, he just wasn't very good at line at lineman. Mm-hmm. So, next, big trade. Eagles trade Carson Wentz to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick that could turn into a first-round pick. So, um, who do you think won this trade, and why do you think they won it? I think that the Colts absolutely fleeced the Eagles. Now, although Wentz, it'll probably play 75% of the downs. And if he does do that, uh, the Eagles will get a first-round pick. Like, that second-round pick would turn to a first-round pick. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they really got Wentz for not really anything. And I think Wentz is probably going to have a bounce back year. I think he's going to have, not probably on, like his MVP season or like his MVP type season, but I think mm-hmm. he's going to be like decent because now he has a good, o- he has a great O line, decent receivers, a great defense. I think that Colts team could really make a run. Um, it all just really depends on how Wentz plays. And I think Wentz is going to be comfortable. I think this is a really good move by the Colts and a really good change of scenery for Wentz. And I think it's going to benefit the Colts very well. So for me, I see a lot of people saying he's going to have an MVP season next year. I don't think so. I mean, I think he'll definitely have a much better year than he had this year. But you don't go from missing four weeks at the end of the year and still leading in interceptions by like five to just an MVP just because you reunited with your old offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, Frank Reich have good chemistry, but I don't think he's MVP type yet. I think in a couple of years, that could be very possible once he's built back. But for me, I believe the Colts won the trade, definitely. But the Eagles definitely need to act on those, those uh, picks they got. Especially that turns into a first rounder. I would agree. Last one. This is annoying for me. I definitely have a lot to say about this. So the Padres extend Fernando Tatis Jr. for 14 years, $340 million. I'm going to elaborate on this. So Fernando Tatis Jr. hasn't even played enough games to be like 163 games. So he hasn't legitimately played a full year of baseball yet. To sign him for 14 years and $340 million, which he's only getting like $150 million of, all the tax dollars and stuff. That's besides the point. Is like absurd. I, I don't. They should have waited for his rookie contract to be up. I mean, if you're gonna if if you wait until his rookie contract was up and then you offer them that money, he most likely is gonna take it still. Like, I don't. This is way too early of a move for me. And I don't feel if I were to Padres, I wouldn't feel comfortable just relying on this guy who hasn't even played a full game, but play a full season of baseball. How about you? Um, if uh, you haven't played an entire season of baseball, like, and even in last year, um, he started off the season really hot, I'll admit it, but towards the end of that year, he became very cold and inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not think that he deserves the amount of money that he's about to be paid, and I think this will be a bad move for the Padres down the road, but knowing how it's going to go. He's probably going to win, like, MVP next year. But um, mm-hmm. I think this is a terrible move by the Padres. I don't think it's like a – like, you could have easily gotten him for less. And for 14 years, like, that is a big like, – you're putting a lot of trust in him for – it's it always, like, his third year in the majors or his second year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's, well, part of the 2018-2019 – and then, and then that sixty-game season. So basically, I just, I just, I just don't see what the Padres are doing. Maybe they see something that we don't, or maybe they know something that we don't. But uh, I think it's not a good move right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So like, I see. Like, it took Mike Trout forever to get that deal. Mm-hmm. It took him. 
a good amount of years to get that big deal he had, and he was 12 years. So, like, to give it to them this early is just, like, not a good move. It just, it's just not a good move in all aspects. I just don't see it working out down the road. Who knows? He might, he might turn out and show out and live up to this contract, but it's, it's like you said, you put in a lot of trust in him, and I, I'm not comfortable with it yet. All right, now on to Christian with some NBA headlines. All righty. Um, my first headline, it's a new headline. Um, Rockets and center DeMarcus Cousins, uh, they agreed the part ways today. Um, oh, I didn't see it. He was averaging 10, almost 10, um, almost a double-double, but like with close numbers of 10 and 10 and like mm-hmm. 3. Um, I don't think he was playing bad. Um, I, I don't I even know. I trust him a lot for John Wall and them because they were getting along very well. I just, I feel like he hasn't really had a fair chance to like come back from those injuries. Like he's kind of been like cursed. But uh, where do you think he will go, Maddie? Well, I mean, I think like we were talking about last episode. You know, like the the Nets and the um, what was the other team? I need a big man. Um, Raptors. Raptors. I remember what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he could totally be in that conversation with like Blake Griffin and all that, and Andre Drummond uh, separating from the Cavs. So I think you could throw him in there. I believe he's probably bottom of the pile there between those three. But you could probably throw him in there, and I believe he could help a team a lot. Because I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say he did bad in Houston. He just wasn't playing like he did in Sacramento like five years ago. So, I mean, he's just been riddled by injuries. He tore his Achilles when he was on the Pelicans. Then he was struggling with a calf injury. When he he came back to form, and then first game of the playoffs when he was on the Warriors against Clippers, he has a calf injury. And then in the finals, he when he comes back, he's nowhere near what he is. Mm-hmm. Then as a offseason to rehab, tears his ACL while playing pickup basketball. And this is the entire year with the Lakers. I really feel like he hasn't been given a fair chance to come back from this injury. I don't really think it's fair to him because, you know, it's not his fault for his body giving up on him. You know, I I feel terrible for him. It, it really shouldn't be like this for him. I, I love Boogie. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I feel for him. Um, I believe, yeah, this is like his best form he's had in, in a while. This is his best playing Form he's had in a while, so so let him go. Probably just destroys his confidence. But if someone else picks him up quick enough, I believe he'll understand that he's good enough for any team. So probably go or like Golden State, Brooklyn, maybe even the Lakers, the Mm -hmm. Raptors. Yeah, considering AD's out, if they have room for that, throw him in there until he's back. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, my next headline. A another new headline that happened today. Um, Chris Paul surpasses Oscar Robertson for sixth in career assists. Do you think he has a shot of getting number one? Uh, or, and do you think this? Do you think Chris Paul is a first ballot Hall of Famer, or do you think he's what ballot of Hall of Famer? Do you think he is? I don't completely believe he's a first ballot. I think it's debatable. I believe, if not first ballot, he's easily second ballot, like no doubt. Mm-hmm. 
because like he's never had like that huge like dominant season. And but yeah, he's always played well. So like you can only make a run at it, I think. And but as far as getting first in assists, I don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm. He, um, he might be able to get up a couple, a couple places, but I don't think first is going to happen. Yeah, John Stockton's like up there. I think he has like twelve thousand assists, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I think Chris Paul. I think he gets a lot more hate than he deserves. I think that he. I think he's a great point guard. I think he. I think he has a chance to be first ballot. Um. He should have won a championship with the Lakers, but the NBA vetoed the trade. Um, and he went to the Clippers, who honestly should have went to the Western Conference Finals multiple times. And if he didn't get injured, they probably would have beaten the Warriors, and he probably would have won a championship with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, just I think he's a very underrated and he's an underappreciated point guard because a lot of people don't remember New Orleans' Chris Paul and how good he was because when he was in New Orleans – and like be like LA, he was a bad man. Well, I mean, going back to what you said about getting first, he's about five thousand behind John Stockton right now. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it happening. He might be able to get up there past Magic Johnson, who's about ten thousand one hundred forty-one. He could pass that, but I don't see number one. All right. Um. Next report, Quinn Snyder earns the spot to coach Team LeBron in the NBA 2021 All-Star Game. Um, how do you feel about this? you think it was a good pick? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't have much to say about it. It's all right. I mean, yeah, the Jazz are the first team in the West, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, going, they're going well. They're, I think they're on pace for fifth. Fifth best record of all time in, in an NBA season. And he's coaching them well. They're doing well. Hmm. Then Doc Rivers, 76ers head coach, is going to be the coach for Team Durant. Uh, thoughts? Same as the yeah, Quincy. I, I love him. He's always been a good coach. He's always been – he's always basically had a winning season in the Clippers organization for years. And then – you throw them on an even better team because the Clippers were definitely they were definitely falling off. Like before they got Kawhi and PG, Doc Rivers were working with nothing good. But you give him a team like the 76ers, and he's he's thriving just like he is now. So yeah, he's a good coach. I, I agree with that. And then Spurs, the Max headline: Spurs had a COVID outbreak. Next three games suspended. Um, it sucks. COVID's terrible. It needs to go away a lot quicker. Uh, I think it's ruining the NBA because a lot of the regulations that they have to follow are horrible. I've heard a lot of NBA players complaining about the regulations that they have to follow and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is terrible. And just seeing an outbreak like that, not being able to see your team play basketball is terrible as well. Um, Then we had a, a game suspended. I think it was Rockets versus Pacers because of the stuff that's happening in Texas. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they'll be able to reschedule that. And Texas is just... Yeah, just power outages and homes came in on themselves. Yeah, they definitely need to take a break and help out Houston a little bit before they get back to, go, 
get back to playing. Yeah, I agree. Um, then two people made hit. Two people, uh, Jamal Murray and Joel Embiid, scored fifty bombs last night. Jamal Murray made history with his fifty bomb. He was the first player in NBA history to score fifty points, and he didn't shoot a free throw in the entire game, which is crazy. It's weird. I didn't expect that. That's, I'd say that's pretty skilled uh, just to be able to score like that. That makes him seem like a mm-hmm. good score because he is. But uh, then Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's really been, and Jokic, they've been really reviving the, the big man in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 50 and a win. They played against the Bulls. Um, yeah. He had. He had 50, 17, and 5, and he shot 65% from the field and 50% from three, which is crazy. I think him and Jokic are going to be the new phases of the NBA. And then Jamal Murray had 56 and 2. He shot 84% from the field and 80% from three, which are just outrageous shooting numbers. You shoot 84% from the field. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so uh, Joel Embiid continues to make his case for the MVP for the MVP race. Also, considering the Lakers just lost to the net, like we said last, if they can beat te- if the Lakers could beat teams like that, then LeBron can make his case for MVP. But they're gonna keep losing them. I don't, I don't know. And then Jamal Murray kind of revives himself. He just lost. He just dropped down one overall in in two uh, K because he's he's his plays been. He's been playing poorly recently, but then he revived himself with his 50 bomb and uh, we can keep going. Yeah, I yeah. think Joel Embiid should be the front runner in the MVP race now mm-hmm. uh, because um, he's just playing dominant. He's so dominant. Nobody's expected this from him this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe except Sixers fans, but you know. Yeah. That's about it. Um, those are my headlines, so let's get into our d- discussion topics. All right, so start off, let's, let's cover the top 10 ranked MLB players. All the stats I'm going to bring up are from the 60-game season that we just had, from the diminished season for COVID. So, number 10 is Cody Bellinger. He batted 239, and he had 12 home runs in 60 games. His team went 43-17, and, and he's a World Series champion. Of last year, which could totally throw something in there to put him in the top ten. Uh, two years ago, he was definitely like ten times more dominant. But last year, I mean, he he wasn't he wasn't bad last year. I believe he's still in that top ten from two years ago. Just like still like still like chugging along, and um, I definitely believe he deserves this. Yeah, I agree. Um, like. Although I think he had like the spotlight taken away from him because of obviously Mookie, yeah. Um, you know the World Series. Like it's not like he didn't play a key role in there. He uh, he wasn't obviously yeah. the MVP. Cody Cody Bonger, He won MVP last year, right? The year before last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he uh, he didn't play like that, but I mean, he's still like, come on, like he's. He's a solid. He's a great player for the Dodgers, a key piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, who knows? Maybe he'll outshine 
Mookie this year. Uh, not very likely, but uh, I think see. he deserves his top 10 all the way. Or mm-hmm. the 10 spot all the way. Number nine is Christian Yelich. He batted 205 last year, 12 home runs. His team was 29-31. I believe he's definitely a key piece of that team. I believe if the Brewers didn't have Yelich, then they'd be even worse than 29-31. And not, not an amazing year last year, but definitely it's also still relying on years prior. I believe he's number nine. Always been a reliable player. Mm-hmm. I gotta agree with you. Um, although I think he wasn't like I saw his video. It was like, "What's wrong, with Christian Yelich?" He had a terrible start to the past year. Um, yeah. You know, but he's a former, former MVP, two-time All Star. He's won Gold Glove. So yeah, he like he didn't have a like bad year. Obviously, I don't think he's. Re- it was obviously recovering and rehabbing from that foot injury, you know. So yeah. probably a little bit rusty, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if that foot injury didn't happen, you probably would have won the MVP over Bellinger. But that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, I I expect them to be even higher the next time the rankings come around because uh, th- this is just because you have not a typical yellow cheer. So yeah, I believe he's he's in for bigger. He'll be he'll come out in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Number eight is Anthony Rendon. He batted two eighty six, nine home runs. His team was twenty six and thirty four. I think he totally deserves it. I've always liked him. And you know what I always see? I always see him hitting doubles down the line. Like I always see him hitting like down the line. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, did well with his new team last year. And that shortly adapted well. To come onto a new team in, in a sixty game season and try to play and like work together is good. And he did he did well. And and of course he was on the twenty nineteen World Series team for the Nationals. So that already put him in there before. And then he's won a couple of silver sluggers and is, is an all star, so I I definitely believe he's in there. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um you know, I think he's a key part of this Angels team. Not as big as Trout, obviously. You know, um, that like if they didn't have him, they would have done even worse this year, probably. Um, key piece of the Nationals team. Uh, he was one of the main reasons why they won the World Series, obviously. Um, it's just I wish the Angels would be a little bit better so that uh, they could shine. So Mike Trout and Rendon's careers wouldn't be wasted in L.A., you know. Yeah. He's a he's a great player. I think he definitely deserves top eight. He's he's just crazy good. That's all I can really mm-hmm. say about him. Number seven, Ronald Acuna Jr. Definitely made his name big in the past couple of years. He's only been in the league since 2018. And definitely already is a big-name player and will continue to be. He batted 250. 14 home runs. His team went 35 and 25, and I think he's a stud. Yeah, I agree. Um, I got something to say about the next person on this list, but uh, I definitely think that this is too high for Acuna. Or not too high, too low. My bad. Jeez. Um, for what he's like, for the player he is, I think he's a generational talent. And I think 
he's the main reason the Braves almost made the World Series this year over the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are forgetting that. And he was one of the main reasons why they almost made it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when I heard about his debut, everyone was saying he was going to be some generational talent and MVP candidate. And you, he probably will win an MVP eventually, I hope, because I think he deserves it. And he's played just like that. He's played just as he was predicted to. But I think he deserves a seven spot, maybe even a little bit higher, in my opinion. All right. Next is Fernando Tatis Jr. at number six. He batted 277 with 17 home runs. Team went 37 and 23. Just signed that huge extension a couple of days ago, like we mentioned earlier. And then he's the cover athlete for the show 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want it to sound like I'm hating on him, like when I was talking about it earlier, but he's definitely a great player. He, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably switch Acuna and Tatis. At <clears throat> um, oh, I feel like Tatis has a little less value than Acuna does to his team. Yeah. Um. I'm not hating on Tatis. Tatis is one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's just yeah. overrated, in my opinion. Um, I love watching Tatis play. Um, but I think Acuna is just he's just better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if his... I don't really remember the stats he said, but from what I've seen... Yeah, he batted 277 home runs. Huh? He batted 277 with 17 home runs. Is that Acuna or Tatis? That's Tatis. And then what did Acuna and bat? Acuna batted 250 for 14 home runs. So, like, for like Acuna obviously had a lower average, but didn't Tatis not – did he play the entire season this year? He might have been hurt a couple times. I'm not sure. I don't know the top of my head. I'm sorry. But, um – I, in my opinion, I think Acuna is just better because I think he has more value to the team. It's a lot of studs on the Padres. And I'm not saying there's not a lot of studs on the Braves, but Acuna is probably the main reason why they almost made the World Series this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe the Padres are definitely more stacked than the Braves are. And uh, I believe Acuna is uh, leading them on, and but still well deserved by Tatis. They're both neck and neck there, so okay. All right, number five, we have Juan Soto. He batted 351 with 13 home runs. His team went 26 and 34. His name's probably still in the top five. He because he led that um 2018-2019 World Series team for the Nationals. He's still batting 350 in a season that's good, a shortened season, but he's always been a reliable hitter. He's definitely has a very I don't know how to explain it. Just a, just a good presence, I guess. Especially in the plate when someone throws a ball and he, I don't know, he, he's like shuffling forward. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. It's funny though. Yeah. It, it brings it brings something different to the game, and I like how he does that. It's funny. Yeah, he's just always been. He's always brought something to the table, yeah. and um, uh, I believe it was the, the wild card game. When they won the World Series mm-hmm. that season, when they played the Brewers, 
and he yeah. that uh, yeah. that um that double to have them go ahead and that kind of started his journey to becoming a great player. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Um, I think that uh, Soto, great. I remember watching him throughout the entire playoffs. He, honestly, more than Rondoni is probably the main reason why they want, well, Howie Kendrick, right? Howie, Howie that's the guy who hit the Grand Slam, right? Yeah. Um, like, I think Soto is, like, the main reason why they did so good in that World Series. And I think it's the reason why the uh, Nationals are doing, like, average. Because without him, they would be horrible. They'd be terrible. Like, and same with, like, Scherzer and uh, whatever. I forget the other guy's name. I can't really remember right now. Um, You know. Um, I think he's the catalyst for the national success, and I really I think he's a stud. And on like I feel like he doesn't get enough recognition. I don't really hear a lot of people talking about Juan Soto, like a lot of mm-hmm. enough casuals talking about Juan Soto. Yeah, I think he deserves a lot more respect on his name, in my opinion. Yeah, I believe he's definitely the base for that team that they need to build off of. I don't think they should. Ever, I don't think they should ever let him go unless he starts going down the drain. Doing well, number five. Number four, we have Freddie Freeman. Batted 341 last year with 13 home runs. His team went 35 and 25. He won the National League MVP last year. So obviously he deserves to be up top. And his team's doing well. Him, Ozzy Albies, and Ronald Acuna, which we were addressing earlier, all leading that Braves team to much farther than anyone expects than anyone was expecting. And I believe they only have a higher ceiling. I believe he definitely deserves number four. Yeah. Um, pretty much what the MLB was going to do is, uh, you know, I think the AL MVP deserves to be like, or NL, my bad. Um, obviously, he deserves to be top four. He had an outstanding year last year. And my bad for saying, like, that three-headed monster that the Braves have. They're all just a bunch of studs and I think between Acuna and Freeman, like they they both probably could have won MVP, but Freeman just he balled out. He raked. Um yeah. you know again another one of the main catalysts for that uh almost World Series push. And I agree with you, they have a very bright future. Um even after losing like Josh Donaldson and some key guys, you know, but yeah. I, I think that Freddie Freeman, Acuna, and Albies, or whatever his name is, huh. yeah, I was, I names in the MLB are hard to pronounce. Yeah, for me at least. Yeah. Um, I think that they are all the future. Well, not the future, but like they're the team that all, all the teams should be trying to model. Unless if you're like the Padres or the Dodgers and the Mets, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Number three got a pitcher actually, Jacob Degrom. He went four and two last year, two point three eight ERA. I think what really set him up was a uh, um, 104 strikeouts in that 60 game season, which is remarkable for that little time, especially because he's not pitching every game. 
Mm -hmm. and, uh, their team, the Mets win 26 and 34. He's definitely a key part of that rotation. And um, yeah, he's just really dominant. I, I watch him pitch all the time. He's extremely dominant. And he can just he can work anything. He can throw it in anywhere. He definitely has a cute, like a bright, bright, bright future. Um, yeah, I think the Grom is. Hold on, I want to look up his age real quick. Okay, he's thirty-two. Um, I think he won the Cy Young two years ago, right? It was either the year or two ago. Mm-hmm. He won the Cy Young. Uh, just one of the best pitchers. I wouldn't. I don't know if he's debatably the best. I think you could debatably say he's the best. Yeah. Um, Course. You know, he throws nasty, just nasty stuff. He's mm-hmm. probably, or he is the main guy in that Mets bullpen and that rotation. You know, just, uh, he's just nasty. That's all I can always say about him. He's just nasty. I agree with the right future. Um, and I don't think we'll stop hearing his name anytime soon. Yeah, two-time Cy Young winner, Rookie of the Year, three-time All-Star, I believe. He's there's more to come. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, we have Mookie Betts. Definitely a huge name player, especially from last year. When he got traded from Boston to Los Angeles, and they won the World Series the, the year after. He batted 292, 16 home runs. Like I said, World Series champion. Team went 43-17 and 17 in the regular season. And... Uh, I mean, he, he's just a reliable player in, in any clutch moment that he needs to be clutch in. And uh, I don't much. I really don't have much to say about it. Like a lot of these players, I don't have really much to say about it. He's just playing really well. He, he was still playing well in, in Boston, but it was time for him to go. And um, I believe he still has a huge future in L.A. And they can still win a couple more World Series. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. Um... You know, when I remember the day the Mookie Betts trade happened, I was like, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Like, if they mess this up, like, they will be probably the meme for, like, the the entire season. Yeah. Um, you know. And Mookie Betts is just what every team needs, but there's only one Mookie Betts. He's 28. He's literally in, he's in his prime. He's, like, in prime form right now. He's yeah. entering his prime prime. Um, which is crazy to think about. Um, always hated Mookie Betts. Not hated. He's a great player. I always hated going against him on. Yeah, it was on the Red Sox because you know, obviously, he did a lot of stuff to the Orioles. Yeah, you know? definitely bullied them. Yeah, <laughs> fun times. Yeah. Um, I I like watching him play. He's just a great player. Like is it? I can't really say much about these guys because um, I'm not really like a baseball guy, but like them will be kind of nailed the top ten. I mean, there's yeah. crystal clear who's gonna who's a top ten player, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's an, he's a league MVP, four time All Star, two time World Series, one with the Red Sox, one with the with the Dodgers. I mean, he's he's doing it all. He's he's doing it everywhere. I don't think it's the team he's on. I think it's wherever he is, honestly. Yeah. The team kind of runs through him. The team does run through him. 
Um, it used to run through Bellinger. Now I think it runs through Betts and Bellinger, but more Betts. And mm-hmm. I think the Dodgers, obviously, I think we said this in our own blue predictions, they, they'll go back to back. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So the last but not least, number one, Mike Trout. Mike Trout is definitely my number one. I mean, he's just always been a great player. He signed a huge extension with the with the Angels a couple years ago or last year. Uh, he's a three-time MVP rookie. He's he's just so good. He batted two eighty one last year for seventeen home runs, and his team went twenty six and thirty four, which he can't help. And the only reason his team is around 500 is because of him and then Rendon. And uh, just well-deserved. I believe he's totally number one. Yeah. Um, if they didn't put Trout at number one, honestly, like, I would have been, like, fine with Mookie at number one. A lot of people were saying that Mookie should have been number one. But honestly... Trout's just the best player on the league, and like in the league, it's it yeah. really shouldn't be close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I wish he'd get traded to a team that wins, you know, or the Angels would just I don't know make good moves because he deserves he deserves he deserves a World Series. Like, yeah, if he doesn't win a World Series, I'm could be mad. I, he's he might. I mean, I think he's a, a first ballot Hall of Famer right now. Oh yeah, he's, definitely. He's just that good. I believe um, if he somehow went somewhere in one of the World Series, he's totally debatably like top twenty of all time. But that's only if he wins the World Series. But I believe it's not. I believe it's not the rings for him in the long run. Because obviously he signed with the, with the Angels, who haven't really been doing well recently. Then through twenty thirty, and uh, I, believe I believe he doesn't really care. But yeah, yeah, still definitely, definitely, definitely number one. Yeah, by far. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our top ten ranked MLB players. That was a good list, I believe. Yeah, I agree. All right, so now we're going to cover the starters for each NBA All-Star Game team. Starting off with Team KD, we'll go by position, and we'll go for both teams. So for point guard on Team KD, you have Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is kind of debatable. This is probably, like, one of the most debatable ones out of all these. Because he's had a he's had a slower year. When he's in, he's doing he's doing great. But I just believe he's mentally he's just like not all in at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's hard. Um, if they if they could put Harden in a point guard, I'd probably say Harden. Over Kyrie, maybe, but it's really close between them two. I don't really know anybody else who could really be that one guy. I was like, Kemba hasn't had a good year. Like, hasn't had a great year. Um, Brogdon's a long shot. Like, I can't really even think of anybody else. I'm probably forgetting someone, but not even like Trey Young, because Trey Young 
This play hasn't even led the wins. I'd probably yeah. say definitely between Harden or Kyrie. I agree with Kyrie. When he's been on the floor, he's played great. He's had some really great games. But, uh, yeah, he's yeah. played 21 games this season. I believe if he played every one, he's averaging 27 points. Don't get that don't get me wrong. wrong. But if he, if, he would, if he was on the floor every night, every game, I believe he's no doubt starter. But, mm-hmm. like, I can still make a case for him, even though he's only played 21 games out of, I believe, like the 35-40. So, um, I believe he deserves it when it comes down to it. I agree. All right, the point guard for Team LeBron, Steph Curry. You can go with that because you're a big Steph Curry fan. Yeah, big Warriors fan. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. lost. That's besides the point, you know. Um, I mean, obvi- I th- I'd say it's obvious. This is a no-brainer pick. Yeah, I agree. He, he's he's leading that Warriors team. He's he's winning games with them when he has close to nothing. He's putting up 30, 30 points a game. He's played almost every game. And yeah. uh, I don't know much to say. He's just doing extremely well. He, he and he's also in the in the MVP race. He's not up top, but he's definitely in it. Yeah, um, I agree. Just just a no brainer pick. Like I said, you know, I can't really say much about it. Just look at the stats, like what he's doing. If you watch him play in the games, whenever it's televised, um, you will see why he's a starter. Yeah, in 2015, he put up 30 a game, and now he's doing it in 2020, and they were extremely dominant in 2015. So if I believe he had a good team, then they'd just be going crazy. But 2016, 2017, he's putting up 25, 26 a game, and he's doing even better than that this year. So unfortunately, he doesn't have a team behind him to lead them through the playoffs, but he's playing extremely well, and I believe he definitely deserves some recognition for it. Yeah. So for... For shooting, for shooting guard, we have Bradley Beal for Team KD. I I believe he's finally getting a little bit of recognition because he's been playing with that Wizards team for a while, and they're horrendous. And um, what do you, what do you think about that pick? I agree. Uh, I think Beal definitely deserved it. He's probably the main reason why the Wizards are even winning games. Not trying to knock Russell Westbrook, but Beal's the main the main guy on that team. Um, He's been at thirty two point eight a game. Yeah, which is crazy. I think he like if they had more wins, I think he'd be top guy in the MVP conversation right now. Because yeah. I think mm-hmm. he should be he should even be considered right now like thirty two a game, which is it's crazy. And the fact that he didn't get the start last year was crazy. But or like even he didn't even make the All Star team last year. I don't, I don't even think. But yeah, he's he's like that Steph Curry type as well. I um, he's putting up amazing stats with a horrible team. I just, I mean, I throw him in the MVP race too, but down there, down there with Curry and like Giannis and stuff like that. He's definitely not top. Yeah, I would say that Beal definitely deserves it because he has a worse team than Curry and a lot of the other guys up there. You know, he's put on great numbers, and yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it. I just really thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it deserves to be at least talked about a little bit. Yep. 
So for Team LeBron shooting guard, you have Luka Doncic, who's had a slower year this year, but undoubtedly it's still a good year. Mm-hmm. So he's averaging 29 points a game. The Unfortunately, the Mavericks aren't doing as well record-wise, but he's, this is solely based on performance for me. When it comes down to all-star game and stuff, that's 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 all over for the personal stats. When it comes down to like MVP and stuff like that, I believe it will come down to the team's record. But um, yeah, I definitely believe Luka Doncic deserves a spot in the at least the all-star game. But getting a starter is even better for him. So I'm gonna go against you here, man. I oh. think I mean Lowe deserved to be the shooting guard, the shooting guard starter. Well, he's. I think Damian Lillard's gone very under the radar this year, which I think is very surprising. Last Honestly, year, like, his career, he's always been lower. He's always been thought of lower than he should have been. He's always like, I feel like he's never rated correctly. Like last year, I think he was overrated. This year, I think he's underrated. He, I mean, Lillard's averaging twenty nine point eight, four point four, and seven point seven, while the Blazers are the fifth seed in the NBA or in the Western Conference. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he has a lot less. I mean, obviously you have CJ McCollum, you know? Yeah. But that's basically about all they have really, which is crazy. Um, you know, I mean, they have Gary Trent Jr., Mello, but Lillard's basically yeah. that number one guy they have. And definitely, I think he's led the team better than Luca has. Obviously Luca has less experience, but I feel like Luca has... Basically the same amount of firepower that uh, Dame does. So yeah, they're basically neck and neck for me. I think Dame's better Good in my play. opinion. It, it's definitely debatable on that. Mm-hmm. I uh, totally agree that they both play well. Um, like I said, neck and neck. Luca's averaging twenty nine point one, and then Damian Lillard's averaging twenty nine point eight. But when they're ne- that neck and neck, I guess you can throw team record in. Places are. Head right now, they're playing better. So, and I believe if Damian Lillard was off the Blazers, that he would go to crap. He go down the trash. So, yeah, but well deserved by Luca. And unfortunately for Damian Lillard, he's been snubbed once again. He better be in the All Star bench if he's not. If he doesn't make it, I'm pretty sure he's gonna make it. Yeah. But if he doesn't, I'm gonna probably riot. <laughs> Considering how talked about he is for being snubbed, I believe he'll still make it. Um, now, that every, now that everyone knows that he kind of gets snubbed. But, all right, so small forward for Team KD is KD. So, And he's been playing much better. He finally is fully healthy off that Achilles injury he had a couple years ago in the finals with the Warriors. And uh, he's having a great collaborate. Um, the Durant looks like old Durant. That's all I can really say. Um, you know, I think he deserves it. Maybe not to be like the captain. I think he maybe deserved to start. I think Embiid should have been the captain mm-hmm. in my eyes. But yeah. you know, obviously, I'll I'll make the rules. He's still putting twenty nine a game. That's amazing coming off that injury. I totally would expect a little bit less from him. Yeah, I never thought he was going to drop off a lot. Of, I didn't want him to drop off, but I was 
fully expecting drop off, hoping that he would return back to also form. Um, had a great year. Spent most leaders on the team. He's been out a lot this year with like COVID. He was out today with a hamstring injury and rest mm-hmm. for his Achilles, which is you know just this stuff. You know, can't really control it. But when he's in, he's doing good. So yeah, when he's in, he's KD. That's all I can really yeah. say. And uh, yeah, I think he deserved captain, but I probably would have made him be the captain over him in my eyes. But it's it's whatever. Good story. So the small forward for Team LeBron is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he's he's totally like after he, he after he won that finals in the Raptors. He's I haven't heard about him much, honestly. Like I mean, he'll do something well and then they'll post it, but like he's not up. T- he's not like being mean as he was at one point. But yes, he's still averaging 26.8 a game, five rebounds, five assists, and the Clippers are doing well. So he's always, and he's just like an amazing defender. So definitely deserved it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I think Kawhi, you know, he's just a quiet guy. You know, you don't really hear much about him. I think yeah. the reason why they're overhyping him last year is because, you know, a lot of people like want to make the next. Like, oh, he's going to be the best player in the league. Like, because LeBron was, I don't think LeBron was the best player in the league two years ago when after the Raptors won the championship. A lot of people said Kawhi was. Um, mm-hmm. And when the Clippers disappointed, a lot of people were like, oh, well, Kawhi's overrated now. And so he's kind of slid under the radar. But never count out the board, man. Because um, he's a baller. Like, that's all I can really say. He's mm-hmm. a great player. If you don't think he's a great player, then. You don't, you don't, you don't watch basketball. That's all I can say. You know, he's averaging twenty six points a game. You know, just, just hooping. That's all I can really say. He's just balling. So, so now on the power forward, power forward for Team KD is Giannis. Uh, Bucks are still third in Eastern Conference. Haven't talked about much this year. They're seventeen and thirteen, and uh, Giannis is still putting up twenty eight points a game with a, almost 12 rebounds a game and six assists. So still playing dominant, um, almost like Kawhi, not as like hyped up every night. But the younger players are starting to get more hyped up every night. But definitely don't count them out, like I said, with Kawhi. And uh, another well-deserved position uh, for the starters of the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. I got to agree with you on this one, obviously. Um, putting up a double double right now. Um, mm-hmm. For power forward, he's averaging six assists, which is very good. Yeah. Um, but the Eastern Conference is so top heavy that the Buccaneers really went on a five game losing streak and did and they didn't move down from the third seed. Who? Huh? The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. This, no, the Bucks. <laughs> did I say the Buccaneers? Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, my mind kind of just flipped modes. Um, the Bucks they went on a five-game losing streak, and they didn't go down from the third seed. Um, so Eastern Conference is obviously weak. I think he deserved it, though, obviously. You know, he's Giannis. Yeah, Eastern Conference is definitely weak once you get past those top three or four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. 
Yeah, them 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 Milwaukee Buccaneers, man. Yes. Yeah. Just top heavy. <laughs> He's having a great so, year. The power forward for Team LeBron is going to be LeBron, who is also, who's still having a great year. Um, definitely going more for assists recently. Definitely trying to become more of a team player. And he's averaging twenty five point six a game, eight rebounds, eight assists. So definitely becoming more of that team player than more of that dominant scoring. But um, yes, and I believe he he like we talked about in the MVP. He could make more of a case for it if he's winning without AD. But that's besides the point because we're talking about our all star game, and of course he's a captain. I mean. He's LeBron James. Like to go one of the, yeah, it's either Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Those are the two names of the GOAT of basketball. So, I mean, he's a captain. I don't really have much to say about it. I don't really have much to say about it either. There's no, I really don't think they would have picked anybody else. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like Curry but, or Jokic, but that's probably it, you know. Uh, basically, the same points that you have, you know, he's a front runner for the MVP. Um, that's about, that's what I have to say, you know, he deserved the captain because he's LeBron James, that's all I can really say. Mm-hmm. All right, so now on to center. Center for Team KD is Joel Embiid, averaging 30 points a game, 11 rebounds, three assists, is the MVP frontrunner, and he put up 50 last night. So, mm-hmm. definitely deserves it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Kind of agree with both centers. You can't really say much about um, the West and the East centers, you know, mm. they're both MVP front runners, you mm-hmm. know, um, nobody really compares to their level. Maybe like Gobert, but I don't even think Gobert's close to Jokic. Like He's I think like, Gobert will be a bench. Gobert's like, like more upscale on the defensive side. So yeah, yeah. but Jokic is all around. Yo- Jokic is Jokic is yeah. all all around. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that Embiid and, uh, I think Embiid just deserves it. You know, he had 50, he had a 50 bomb. He's mm-hmm. the main reason why the Sixers are winning. That's all I can really say. And then the center for team LeBron, Nikola Jokic putting up 27 a game, 11 rebounds and 8.6 assists, almost averaging triple double. Mm-hmm. Is doing amazing this year. Had a great year last year as well, but this this year is definitely his best year so far. And um, like I said, MVP front runner. And uh, I think the Nuggets are building up, and they're going to be in the finals soon in the next few years. It's a bold prediction. Um, it's not a cool and thing. They're going to be led by him. Mm-hmm. I, I like that take. That's a that's a pretty good take. Yeah, might have to go behind it. Yeah, that's my take. Um, all right, but yes, I definitely agree with all these picks. I agree too. Um, pretty well, except for the Luca pick. Only, different, only only the Damian Lillard. That's questionable. Yeah, but even that. Like it's not it's not terrible. It's not like you're putting CJ McCollum over Damian Lillard. Yeah, you're not putting 
a no name in still Luka Doncic. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's all I have. That's all I have too. Nice Follow long episode for you guys. Yeah. Follow our Twitter page at the Forno Sports Pod. Follow our Instagram at the Forno Sports Podcast. Do you have anything to say before we stop? Before we end the recording? Nah, just uh, to help spread the word. Join the 410 movement, man. That's all I got to say. Appreciate you all watching. Thanks. All right. All Thank right. you for tuning in to episode 19 of the 4 Sports Podcast.